Hey everyone, welcome to the Skinny Truth Podcast. This is a brand new endeavor and we are so excited. We are going to be talking all things obesity, bariatric surgery, life. I'm Laura Fluche and this is Dr. Josh Roller who was my bariatric surgeon. Hi everyone, uh, we appreciate you joining us for this. Um, whole point of this podcast is to, is to give shot a different light on obesity, weight loss, surgery, living with both of them, um, and, you know, helping y'all with your journeys throughout. There's lots of questions that don't necessarily get answered in a doctor's office, or you don't remember to answer a doctor's office, and that's uh, kind of the goal that Laura and I want to want to bring to this space. So I don't think there's anybody better to do it with than Laura Fluche. so. Oh, goodness. Here we Thank go. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited. So do we want to talk a little bit about ourselves, maybe some background about where we came from, how we ended up here? Yeah, I think so. So let's let's start with you. Um it, I mean you're now you're you're kind of a world famous uh bariatric surgery patient. You know, you lost two hundred and seventy pounds, but I think people wanna know, okay, where did you grow up? Where how did you get to where you are right now? Tell us that yeah, story. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, had a great, um, childhood growing up. I would say that I started struggling with my weight at a fairly young age, um, probably about fifth grade. I do have two younger siblings and it, people always want to know, like, was anyone else in your family obese? And no, it was just me. Um, so I struggled with that, like through high school, but never to like an extreme. And then I went to college and then I got married um, I went to college at the University of Central Missouri. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in nursing, met my husband. He lived in Oklahoma. We met on Match.com. And um, so there that brought me, yeah. So I don't even know if that's still a thing anymore, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the newest, latest thing is for people to meet. But so anyways, brought me to Tulsa, um, worked for a few years started having babies, and then my weight just started just kind of putting it on. I didn't have time to put into myself, exercise. I was choosing bad food choices, and, yeah, the weight just started creeping up. Right, I have right. um, I have four children. I have three boys and a little girl, and uh, my daughter was born in 2020, like two weeks before the whole pandemic happened, before the world, like, shut down. And that was really, really hard. Being trapped yep. in a house with four kids and a newborn, oh my gosh. It was tough. And my weight just, I put on 60 pounds in that 2020 year. And uh, I knew I had to do something about it. A lot of people did that. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, the studies say that the average American put on 10 to 15 pounds during wow. that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it impacted everybody. When you can't get out of your house, it makes, right. it makes everything yeah. a little bit harder. And then, um, so that was 2020, 2021. The end of 2021, I had a friend that actually went to roller weight loss, and she had shared a before and after picture, and I was just totally inspired. I was like, this has to be it for me. And uh, I yep. quickly made the call and... I'm not one to like sit on things for very long. I'm like, okay, let's do it. And I make my mind up and the rest is history. 
So, I, I mean, I, I remember I was there for the surgery, but you lost right. yeah. 230 pounds with mm-hmm. a modified duodenal switch. And then yes. how did how did you go from bariatric surgery patient to this social media star? Um, it's it's just one of the most incredible stories to see. And because you weren't famous before this, right? I mean, I'm not famous, I don't think. But yeah. I didn't have a social media following at all before this. Um, I just, I wanted to share my journey like with family and friends, but I didn't want to bombard my Facebook because I don't think people always want to like see that. So I was like, I'm just going to create an Instagram page. I had no idea that there was like a bariatric following on Instagram. And three days before my surgery, I put a post that said something along the lines of, you have to trust the magic of new beginnings or something. And I just started documenting my journey and the highs and the lows and people related and people started following and it's just kind of transpired into this huge platform. Well, there is no doubt that in the world of bariatric surgery, I mean, I, I literally, I think 99% of, of the patients I've worked on would tell you there is a, there's a person like, what, how come you're doing this? Well, I saw this person and this person inspired me to do this. And it's either that, or sometimes it's an event, you know, like not being able to get on that roller coaster at Silver Dollar City or, or something like that. But it's always somebody that was such a inspiration. Uh So for you, I guess it was your friend, um, and before and after pictures are, they're hard to deny. Right. right? I mean, yeah. you can't fake it's those. there. Yeah. And I mean, I, I had, mean, of course, heard of very, I mean, of course, I was a nurse. I had heard of bariatric surgery, but I was like, I would never do that. I would never do that. And then it just finally got to a right. point. I mean, I've tried every single thing under the sun and nothing worked. And so. I mean, that's like. And this is what what most people don't quite understand is that when you get to 50 to 60 pounds or more overweight, the chances of losing that weight through any other method that's not surgery is less than 1%. And that is, it's the equivalent of going into the doctor's office with high blood pressure and the doctor saying, I'm going to stick you on this medicine. Uh And you go, well, all right, doc, um, how well does it work? Less than 1% of the time. And any normal person would go, I don't want that medicine. Right. Yeah. Give me something that works more. For some reason, bariatric surgery just isn't really brought up by our medical community to its patients. And and I think that's why you see so many bariatric surgery patients that are so involved in social media and these other platforms because they're not getting necessarily the information they need from the medical community. They're finding Uh it from weight loss surgeons, weight loss surgery patients, other people that are in the same position. Most of our patients come because of somebody just like you did. Right. Yeah. Um, it's that it's not, you know, doctors sending them saying From you have primary to have care this. Doctors so. or, yeah. 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 I get countless messages like you inspired me to take the step or to go make the appointment and it's just, and you're right. Like that's how people we're, we're inspired by each other's journeys. When you see a real life person have success with something you've struggled with for so long, that just speaks yep. volumes. Well, you cannot deny, I mean, your before picture to your after 270 pounds is it's not something that can be faked. It's not Photoshopped. 
it's very real. Um, some of the stuff I like best about your content is just how authentic it is. You know, I'm being fairly new at all this, you know, we've done marketing and stuff like that, but when you're right. the one doing, we got a little bit crazier mm-hmm. during COVID, you know, where we were doing all the different TikTok stuff with my wife and I, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but that was as far out there as we got, but you're, you know, I'd freak out if, if I'm trying to record something and it's not perfect. And, yeah. um, that's what I've noticed with you is that you're just doing your normal life, uh-huh. losing weight, getting healthy and, and here you are. But I mean, now you're up to 465,000 followers and yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, you may not, you may not think you're, you're famous or, but you are, you are in the bariatric surgery world and it's quite an impressive, uh, well, thank Quite you. Quite an impressive feat. It all started so, with I, Dr. Roller. So. <laughs> but do you want well, to tell us a little so, bit about like where you came from, like how you ended up where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. So I was born in Tulsa, actually. Um, well, I guess I was born in Oklahoma City. Grew up in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, my dad is a family practice doctor. My mom was the office manager for his practice, so... Every I got a brother and a sister, and basically every dinner conversation was always, you know, kind of about the Medicine. family business. So I was kind of, yep, that's what I grew up on, and um, played all the sports and did that. I won. I actually went to Baylor for a semester. I tried to walk on the golf team, and I was a frustrated jock. <laughs> I wanted to keep going, and I figured out pretty quickly that. Uh, you know, on my good days, I was pretty good, but on my bad days, I was nowhere near where they were. So I decided to to really focus on studies. I transferred back to to OU. Um, so, you know, we were sitter. Go Pokes. With there. <laughs> yeah. My weekend. So this is going to be just going to be interesting as the, as we progress through this, the OU versus OSU yeah. phenomenon. But we, yeah. I ended up going to med school. I was a second year in med school and I met my wife, uh, Dr. Kristen Roller. She was a senior in college. My my sister actually introduced us at the OU Texas game. And so, oh, cool. yeah, kind of interesting. I decided at that point in my second year of med school that, listen, I want to do something really important. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to date anymore. I'm going to focus on my studies again. <laughs> I'm just really going to buckle down. Went and got it. I said, I'm going to get a dog. So I went and got a dog. And then I met my wife uh, a week later. And so now I ended up with, you know, a wife dog and a dog. And so. a wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That uh, was, uh, and I will tell you throughout my history, one thing that I do not say anymore is, you know, I will never. Uh, yeah. Whereas what, where, when I say I will never do this, that, or the other, it happens to me. So right. I don't say that. Uh, I said I would never marry a doctor. Um, and I'm married to a doctor. Right. I said I would probably have all girls and I have all three daughters. So just you name it and it's happening. So end up going down to Dallas for general surgery at UT Southwestern. And that was a, did five years down there of that. And that was a up and down kind of, um, experience. I mean, during that time, it was before the, the 80 hour work week that they instituted, uh, that um. happened at the very end of my training. So I was probably doing. 120 hours a week. Oh my um, gosh. We just didn't have that time. Fortunately, my wife was going through the same thing. So we'd end up, you know, on call together a lot, having dinner at the children's hospital. You know, those uh-huh. were our dates, but she knew what I was going through, what I was trying to do. And then 
I had the opportunity in my fourth year to apply for a fellowship in weight loss surgery. Um, I really didn't uh, want to do weight loss surgery at that point in time. I was just wanting to do general surgery. I wanted to get some extra training. I knew bariatric surgery would, would provide me with that, and Duke was a phenomenal place. I mean, I just, so I remember we were actually on a uh, back at home in Tulsa for a couple of days, and I was, we were walking the dog at my parents' house and told Kristen, I said, listen, I want to do this fellowship at Duke. She said, are you kidding? Another year you've already done five. You've always school. We're in so much debt. I said, yeah, no, I really think we should do it. So we ended up uh, doing it, going to Duke. And it was in my very like first three weeks there that I came home um, after all day. And I told Kristen, I said, I'm, I'm changing my mind. I'm doing bariatric surgery now. And she's like, Okay, great. Like, what does that mean? It's like, well, it, you know, this is, and, and what happened, and I'll, for, I'll never forget the day. Went to clinic and generally going to the office doing clinic as a resident or a fellow is, is torture because there's tons of patients. Your, your attending surgeons are never there. They never help. And you've got all this work, all these people see, but literally every single patient I encountered that day like, was happy uh-huh. and they were nice and they were, wanted to tell you their story and that was a new experience for me um that it was in dallas i mean that's just not how it went down for so sure. i i was like man this is this is awesome you mean i can operate on people and they're happy and they remember right. me and they want to come back and they want to see you because i think that's real important you try to develop those connections with patients right that, you know your purpose and why you're doing these surgeries so we were finishing that year up, and we, you know, my entire plans for five and a half years, my mentor uh, is a guy named Dr. John Phillips. He was a surgeon in Tulsa for a long time. Really great individual, great surgeon. I was in college scrubbing in with him, closing incisions and doing – you couldn't do that stuff now, but back then mm-hmm. you could. Um, yeah. So he got me uh, into loving surgery, and so I was going to go back and join him um, in Tulsa. And I just, you know – kind of going to that we're not good at doctors are not good at business we're not good at contracts and so the the hospital just was really not because they're very wishy-washy and I knew I wanted to start a bariatric program and I wanted to be the best program in the country and I wanted everybody to come to Arkansas or Mm -hmm. or go to go to me wherever you're going to be my practice so yeah I just that's that was my goal I mean I thought Duke had a great program I thought there are ways that we could make it even better but at a big huge institution it's impossible to uh-huh. change that culture as quickly as I wanted to so we we took a look here in Northwest Arkansas hospital in Springdale and and that interview we we changed five and a half years of planning in a 24 hour period and so, wow. we, you know, my parents, so Kristen's parents were in Tulsa. So I remember telling him, yeah, no, we're, we're not going to Tulsa. Um, and your first grandchild, she's going to be with us and we're going to be. Right. We're, we're not going to be close. Well, you're close, but yeah. Yeah. Close enough. But man, they, they, their heads were spinning and I bet like, you can't do that. You need to think about this. It's been 24 hours. Like, no, this is, this is it. This is what we want to do. And I, I'll never forget when I was at Duke, they, they're like, well, okay, where are you going to end up? Because it's real important in the in the training environments that the their their people, the residents, and the fellows they they go on to something prestigious. 
you know, because mm-hmm. they can say all of our people go X, Y, Z. They go right. here. They're, and I say, I'm I'm going back to uh, either Arkansas or Oklahoma. And, you know, they're like, hold on. What's there? On. We right. did not just, you, know, you need to think about this. You did not just waste an entire year of training to go back to Oklahoma, Arkansas. And I was like, all right, uh, now right. you made my choice for me. This is what I want to do. So we... We came back and we started to practice with Kristen and myself, um, an office manager, a nurse, and a receptionist, and, wow. and that's how we got going. And just uh, you know, I'm probably nine thousand or so surgeries into it now, and sixteen years later. But one of the interesting things is like, listen, somebody had to be my first patient, mm-hmm. and I I tell people, you know, when people are nervous all the time, I like. Listen, don't be nervous. Just think about my very first patient. Think about how nervous that person was. Right. Because when they ask the question of how many have you nerved, you go, well, you're actually going to be my first here in, in right. Arkansas. Right. They're like, and, oh, gosh. Yeah. And so, you know, there's the first, the fifth, the tenth, and now it's not a big deal and I can answer those questions. But I, I'll never forget that first surgery I did um, in Springdale. You know, I, I remember kind of taking a moment and looking around the room and going, I am literally the only person in this room that's, that knows what's getting ready to happen. Nobody yeah. has seen it before. Yeah. So, and that was, uh, you know, a great hospital support and great people around us. And, you know, it's just, it's really gone from there. But that's, that's how I got from, kind of went the tour of the Southeast and, and it's been great. Ended up so, in Arkansas. I know. So I did, I do joke around a lot because I am a big OU fan. And, uh, you know, at that time, OU was in the Big 12 and different conference. It's mm-hmm. like, listen, at least we're both red and white and we both hate Texas, so it doesn't matter. We're Right. <laughs> I, yeah. can root, I can root for the Razorbacks. It'll be all right. But uh, now OU is moving over to play Arkansas. So I, I hope I got enough credibility here. Have you been here that cheering on Arkansas? Do you normally cheer Arkansas on? I do. And I... Um, one of the other things I did a bunch of uh, the first eight or nine years of the 16 is a lot of general surgery. And so mm-hmm. I, for many, many years, I took care of all the Razorback athletes. Okay. Um, if they ever, you know, with hernias or appendicitis and gallbladders. So I was the um, general surgeon for their, for their athletic program, uh, do the coaches and, you know, that was an interesting thing because you, you know, you operate on, and they don't get usually just major uh, issues, but, you know, gallbladders right. or, or um, appendicitis, you know. But I remember one of the things that was so hard about it is those coaches, you know, they're like, okay, how long are they out? And you're like, it's going to be a week or two. You're like, can we have them back tomorrow? But like, no, they just right. had surgery. You can't have them back tomorrow. Yeah. But I meet really interesting student athletes. Um, you know, so it's a big school. I think there's 25 or 30,000 kids there. And, wow. Um, you know, from home and they're having surgery and their parents are trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And so I did uh, a lot of the Razorback surgery. That, that's kind of where I became kind of a big fan um, at that point. Just getting to know people personally and then watching right. them perform on TV is was fun. And going to like the, we, we don't do as much anymore. My, my littlest one, she's now in sixth grade, but she was a big, uh, gymnast type and so we'd go watch the women uh, lady backs compete in their gymnastics meets yeah. and just 
so much going on here in Fayetteville. So we've we're very fortunate in Northwest Arkansas. I mean, it's a, it's a amazing area. Lots of big companies and these companies that they do so much for our area. It's uh, you know, it's an, it's been a great place. And that was you know the other reason why we moved. We like Dallas a lot, but we just didn't want to raise kids in a in that big of a city. Yeah. Um, and Tulsa is a great place too. I mean, now I can't imagine a fourth kid. Um, yeah. We right. stopped at three. So four is crazy. Thank goodness we got oh. a girl because there would be no more. There would be no more after uh, number four. Well, that's what people ask us all the time. Well, are you going to try for a boy? And I said, yeah, we did three times. So we're right. done. <laughs> we didn't get it. So that's it. Yep. So that's, that's been interesting for us. I mean, number one, I, I have a little sister. She had two older brothers. But I will tell you, I think she was really good at sports because, you know, she fought for her life for the first right. uh, over 14 years. I mean, yeah. brothers and sisters, she will be she will be a tough nugget for sure. Yes. Um, but I've, I've become a huge fan. Uh, I mean, you know, saying, oh, I'm not going to have all girls. I'm going to have boys. So that's that's opened my eyes tremendously in the last 18 years. Like, I I watch women's sports all the time now. Like, right. I am, I, am, I am dialed into women's college basketball. As my daughter is going to go play basketball in college next year. Uh-huh. And so huge fans that's you know having uh three daughters has been eye-opening especially you know surgeons were supposed to be the you know beat on your chest Uh, yeah yeah tough guys and here i'm three dollar daughters in a house decorated in pink everywhere so (laughs) yeah yeah you never know it's my new favorite thing so i you know moving off of me back onto you i guess you know, we'll talk about this down the road and some other, some other topics, but just a brief overview. I mean, your husband just had surgery. Um, he did. Yeah. Pretty he wildly had, successful with it. Yeah. He's done really well. He had, so he's three months post-op had the modified duodenal switch with Dr. Roller, you, um, and he's down, well, he was 266 and he's 198 right now. So 68 pounds. And That's the awesome. best news is his diabetes is gone. Like that is, it's just so exciting to me. That was like the whole thing that worried me so much about him was that diabetes. Cause long-term it's just so bad. Yeah. Diabetes is a sixth leading cause of death in the country. Uh-huh. And heart disease, strokes and kidney failure, amputations, blindness. There's so many, so many bad things. And a lot of people don't realize we have a like 85 to 90% cure rate of diabetes so at this point your husband is on no medicines mm-hmm. and his hemoglobin a1c and his blood sugars are completely normal yes and so i i've always argued that's a cure you know yeah it's he had it now he's amazing we're done and yeah that's one of the main reasons that we do the surgeries and so that's what we kind of hope to to talk about it'll be one of the topics um you know is diabetes and can it go away and then you you will get into other you know myths around um, weight loss surgery and what all that what all those are. So we we plan on tackling all of those uh, as we as we go through this podcast series. And so I I'm excited to be doing this with you. I am too. I'm super excited. I think there's so much that people want to hear about it and learn, and I'm excited to share. Well, and I'll just tell you from a from the 
surgeon's perspective, it's uh, it's really interesting to actually say, okay, yeah, no, I'm learning a lot from my patients. I'm not teaching them, you know, they're they're teaching they're it's teaching like a us. Two-way so street, I, yeah, it is, and I think that's how medicine in general should uh, should be. You know, it's a it should be a two-way street, a conversation, a dialogue. And then you just go in and, and try to do the best that you can. So I, it's a it's an amazingly fun job. It never I, I I say this all the time. Before and after pictures never get old. Uh-huh. Um, I'm one of the few types of doctors that it's okay not to recognize their patient a year later. Um, yes, right. Because when somebody lost two hundred plus pounds, I mean you, they look different. It's right. It's, it's mind blowing every single time. Like that process, it never gets old. That's why I love about yeah. this job is it's, you know, now you don't get the instant gratification you do of taking out, you know, a bad appendix, you know, okay, right. their pain is right. gone. I have to wait three you don't months wake up for your husband. Be... To... Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't wake up skinny. Um, right. You know, that's, that's the whole, you know, thing about we want to try to explore is, is really the truth behind all of these different things that surround the weight loss surgery community and all the things that impact doctors and patients uh, alike. So I, th- I think this is going to be a really fun thing. We hope uh, you guys will, you know, join and listen to us and send us some topics and we're, we're happy to discuss them and plan on having some special guests down the road and, and, Really just talk about things that are meaningful to to y'all and us. So, Yeah, we're excited. Definitely let us know what you guys want to hear and uh, what topics you want touched on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think uh, we'll call this good for episode one. This is the background, and so we'll, the rest of these will be focused on you, but probably important to know who we are and how we got here and why we do what we do. All right, that sounds good. That's a wrap. <laughs>